Hello, my name is Eric Kulik, and I've been cross-dressing to religious meeting houses of all sorts while standing for the marginalized and underrepresented and advocating for critical thought. I started cross-dressing to services on MLK Weekend 2013 because of some death threats received by Mormon women who had started an event called Wear Pants to Church Day the month before. As a result of my cross-dressed visits, I was assaulted by Mormons and banned from all LDS church property and was excommunicated from the church while sitting in jail for trespassing and interfering with police charges, which were dropped by the DA after I released the audio recording that I made before getting assaulted and arrested. A googling of cross-dressing Mormon will produce the audio from that day. My Mormon wife abducted the kids as a result of this excommunication experience, and her Mormon lawyer helped her by telling her she was free to leave, even though the judge had already reopened the case to set aside the divorce. I'm currently embroiled in a legal battle for custody of the children as a result. I've decided to release the audio from all my visits to religious communities one by one in order to expose these common practices by the church and its members and to share my other experiences as I continue to do traveling ministerial work from one religious community to the next. Fortunately, most of the religious communities I've visited have been rather nice, so hopefully these visits will produce positive results as I continue to advocate for critical thought regarding all forms of dogma, especially political. I have set up a donation button at http colon forward slash forward slash e m as in michael k u l i c k dot wordpress dot com forward slash about and would greatly appreciate any support as I continue to cross-dress the churches and advocate for equal treatment of all under the law. This is the first LDS testimony meeting that I was able to attend since I began cross-dressing to religious services. A friend had recommended that I visit this particular ward, and having been met by cheery folks at this meeting house when I delivered the 95 LDS theses a couple of weeks before, I was looking forward to the service. Before the meeting began, I decided to symbolically make like Jesus when dealing with money changers by flipping a tithing envelope onto the floor. I was also able to share a little bit about myself from the pulpit at the end of the service without any interference from the leaders or congregation before taking off on the final leg of my walk to spend Easter with my kids. Before I got very far, and after I had already shut off the audio recording, one of the more devout-sounding testimony bearers caught up to me and made sure to let me know that I was welcome back at any time. Brothers and sisters, welcome to sacrament meeting on this beautiful Easter day. My brother Davis in conducting and presiding at this Bishop Davis. Can't believe I did that. My Bishop Davis in conducting and presiding at this meeting. I'd like to recognize uh, Brother Gilman from the High Council on the stand today. In way of announcements, um, next Saturday and Sunday is General Conference. Uh, those are there at 9, 9 a.m., 1 p.m. Um, you can find them on BYU TV, Channel 22, or at the Stake Center. Um, and then also on um, Saturday the 6th at 5 p.m. at the Stake Center will be the General Priesthood Meeting. Put on your calendars for uh, April 19th will be the Stake and Ward Temple Night, the 7 p.m. chapel session. We'll begin our meeting today by singing hymn number 200, Christ the Lord is risen today, after which the pretending brother will give the information. Brothers and sisters, this is Easter Sunday, and so I invite everyone who's comfortable, please stand up and let's sing this anthem with everything we've got.
gracious Heavenly Father, we are grateful and thankful for this day. In celebration of the resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ. For the significance it has in our lives. We're grateful, Heavenly Father, that he was willing to do the things that he did so we can return back to thee. And we ask beyond the Sabbath day that thou would bless us that we will be stronger in faith. Bless us that we will have the endurance that we need. And that we may go forth and be a beacon unto the world. We're grateful for the, for the missionaries that we have near and far and ask you that bless them with help, with guidance. We're grateful, Heavenly Father, for our Ward family and bless us all that we may learn from one another, that we may grow together as we help to build thy kingdom. And we pray this in the name of our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. sacrament by singing hymn number 174 all of these emblems we partake after which the sacrament will be blessed and passed
that we um, have new missionaries in our ward. They might look familiar to you as they were. They also are over the um, Salem First Ward, but we haven't had the opportunity to, to welcome them and to talk to them. We appreciate them and we're grateful to have them in our award. Brothers and sisters, it's, it's my uh, privilege to be able to stand before you and bear you my testimony. I want you to know that I know that this church is true. I want you to know that I know that God lives and that Jesus is the Christ. What a beautiful day. And I'd say that even if it was rainy and stormy because of what we celebrate this day. We celebrate the resurrection of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. We truly are blessed to live in a country in which we can choose to worship our Savior, our Father in Heaven. We live in a country in which makes it possible for us to be able to assemble the way that we do, and I'm grateful for that. As I sat and partake of the sacrament today, each week it, it seems to have a, a different or a new meaning to me, and today was no different. But as I sat there and contemplated what it truly meant to partake of the sacrament, but what truly was was sacrificed for us to be able to do that. And I picture the Savior in the Last Supper as he sat and said those words, take this bread and eat in remembrance of me. Take of this wine. And what does that really mean? I hope, brothers and sisters, that each of you take that opportunity each Sunday to realize just what our Savior did for us. It is hard to comprehend, and when I truly think about that, it is overwhelming to know exactly what our Savior did for us, that he bled from every poor to make it possible for us to return to our Father in Heaven. I know he loves us. I know that this church is true, that we are in the right place, that the gospel has been restored to this earth, the fullness of the gospel, so that we can have all the blessings that our Heavenly Father wants for us. Brothers and sisters, I love you. I'm so grateful for each of you, grateful for all that you do, and I'm so grateful for the gospel for my family that supports me, and I couldn't do it without a loving wife and family that I have. The church is true, brothers and sisters. I want you to know that. And I say these things in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. The time is now yours till five after the hour to bear a brief testimony. today and teach the Easter lesson and I was looking at it again this morning and um, I get to tell the Easter story very briefly, very simply. It's made me cry when I was reading it out of the manual and that really made me laugh at me. But, and I help the kids repeat after me, broken down into words and phrases, Jesus Christ was resurrected. And the Spirit bears witness of the truth everywhere we find it. And I said it made me laugh at me when it made me cry, but I was also grateful for reading out of the um, nursery manual and feeling the Spirit witness to me that that was true. Jesus Christ was resurrected. I'm so grateful that He was, that I get to teach that to the youngest kids here today. We have a um, 
fun Easter lesson activity. Um, yeah, I won't waste time trying to explain that, that I'm going to do with my kids when they're home today. And we've got, Michael and I have all of our kids together um, reading bits of the Easter story from different parts of the Gospels. And I'm so excited about that. But also kind of makes me laugh. But I am, I just, I love, um, I love the scriptures, and I just have just a full and singing heart today of love and gratitude for my Savior. And so I want to share my testimony that Jesus Christ was resurrected. And I say that in the name of Jesus Christ, David. Brothers and sisters, there is a God. Jesus Christ is his son. We are his sons and daughters. We are made in his image. We cannot just choose to become holy men. We have to be called God. For there to be a heaven, we have to be with our loved ones and remember who we are and where we came from. There have to be prophets on the earth. There has to be guidance from our Heavenly Father. He wouldn't just write a book and tell us to read it and never speak to us again. There is prayer. And there's answers to prayer. There is a church. It is His church. It follows His directives. And steps not outside of it. Jesus Christ, the Son of our God, had his own choices to make. He could make choices, and he chose to follow, follow his Father's path. I am so grateful for the choices he made. He was tempted by Satan. He was belittled of men. He was tested. Those days that led up to um, his crucifixion and resurrection. He was outcast and spat upon, beaten. He had power to stop that at any time. It makes me humble to think when I am beaten down or disrespected or what, why should I be angry? Why should I be upset? Did anybody go through more than him? And he had power to stop it. Many times I don't have power to stop what's happened. He came to a fig tree that didn't have fruit. And said, no man will eat of you again. And it withered away. Could he not have made the choice to stop any of those men from hurting his friends, his disciples, or himself? He could have. When he nailed in the garden of Gethsemane, he was scared. He was in pain. And he asked his father if there was any other way. He wanted to live his life and see the sun shine. But he gave it up for us, and I'm so grateful. This is his church restored. We forgot for a while, but it's been restored. I'm grateful. I say this in the name of my son, in the name of Jesus Christ, amen. Last year in the Gospel Doctrine class, um, when we we're, uh, we were studying the uh, Book of Mormon, and uh, we were assigned to uh, read uh, the Book of Helaman. I was reading uh, the assignment, uh, the prophecies of, uh, of Samuel the Lamanite. Samuel the Lamanite was uh, commanded by the Lord, as you remember, to uh, to go to the Nephites, who were wicked at the time, and and. Uh, Zarahemla, and uh, preach repentance unto them. 
death, uh, I pause to uh, contemplate his, uh, his uh, uh, words that he, uh, that he revealed to the, the Nephites. And the, the Holy Ghost came upon me and bore witness that his words are true, that uh, Jesus Christ was born. begotten of our Heavenly Father, that uh, the things that he uh, revealed to uh, the Nephites are true, that, uh, uh, that Jesus Christ did uh, live and that he uh, was crucified, he uh, paid the price for our sins, that uh, we could repent and become uh, like him eventually. I bear testimony that these things are true, and I do it in the name of Jesus Christ. My soul is over the pain, do you know? But anyway, when I went to that dancing in April and started raining, discouraged and started raining the first message and the article on the Holy Ghost. But anyway, when we then I was studying my uh, American Sign Language. And I was thinking that I'm just a fat, old dog. And then I pulled out my picture of my Shannon Chico that in 1980, I started learning sign language to teach, you, teach the dog, so it would be a helper dog. But anyway, I think in a, in a way, all our dogs and pet dogs are LDS, loving dog sleeping. And I, I know the church is true, you know, shadow down. And I know the programs like the single adult programs are great. I was um, from young adult representative to single adult representative. Now I'm just trying to find a ride to single enough around. And I'm thinking for my ride to the church, even though I wanted to ride my bike today, I resisted and uh, taking a ride to church. And I'm thankful for no weather. They were there to pick me up. And I say this in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. that I made it up here without falling <laughs> a couple weeks ago when we were in gospel doctrine class and uh, I couldn't even make it up to the podium to get a tissue so I'm doing pretty good. <laughs> My foot had fallen asleep and uh, I couldn't walk so thankful for the gift of being able to walk. Um, brothers and sisters I know that this church is true 
is actually the first Easter Sunday in maybe 12 years that I've come to church and uh, stood up here and let alone bear my testimony. So I'm very thankful that for the resurrection and Jesus Christ that he died for our sins. And I say these things in the name of Jesus Christ, amen. <laughs> that I know the church is true and he put us on the earth for a reason. My name is Christ, amen. amen. in my heart that I would um, I'm going to blubber, sorry. <laughs> I just um, felt in my heart that I would like to bear witness on this Easter Sunday. That I know that Jesus is the Christ. That he is our Savior. That his atonement and his resurrection is the most important thing in the world. Everything else takes a back seat to that. I remember as a teenager thinking, how could you possibly live in this world not knowing the plan of salvation and about Jesus Christ? And I was really grateful for that. I've been contemplating something this last year a lot. My whole life I've kind of been curious about this one hymn, I Know That My Redeemer Lives. Whenever I hear that hymn, yeah, it speaks to my soul, and I know I've had a memory that I could never recall with that hymn. And for a long time it seems kind of odd, but I thought, well, maybe... The veil is thin, and I heard it in the pre-system. <laughs> but I think this year I've come to maybe, I think maybe instead I heard that as a baby. And the, and the Spirit bore witness to me as a baby or a toddler before I can really remember. And so I've had that knowledge my whole life. I'm very grateful for it. And I think what I would like to say to all the primary children is, you know, you don't have to be a certain age to finally be old enough to pray and ask. It doesn't matter how old you are. You, you can be very, very young and still have that testimony <coughs> and to have that your whole life to live with and have that be an anchor for you um, and for your soul. So... I'd like to bear that testimony to each of you that um, I do know that Savior, Savior Jesus Christ is our Savior, and that because of Him, we can return uh, to Him and to our Heavenly Father, and it all makes, makes this crazy world make sense. And I say this in the name of our Savior, Jesus Christ, amen. Who don't know me, my name is Michael Elder, and I have my testimony. 
I know that this church is true and that we have a living prophet today and that Jesus Christ gave his life so that we can live with our Heavenly Father again. I say these things in Jesus Christ. Amen. told me that I needed to bear my testimony. You know, I was thinking, as I was sitting down there before she told me, that day after tomorrow marks nine years since our first date. And eight days later, it was Easter Sunday, and I spoke in church. And her friend, lifetime friend, who actually was an old boyfriend too, but he, he turned to her and said, I approve of that man for you. Granted, it was only eight days after we had met, right? I think it took another day or two for us to get engaged. I just want to stand and bear my testimony. I know that the gospel is true. I listened to the statement that said, it's never too, you're never too young to pray and ask for the truth. And I believe I was young when I prayed and asked. However, one of the things that I didn't do is read. I It took until I was age 19 before I actually finished the Book of Mormon. If, if a book didn't have a mathematical equation in it, I didn't touch it. And so when it came to reading, it was just not a big thing for me. But I recall, I recall that when I finally finished that book, and I got down on my knees, and I prayed, I remember the warmth that came into my body in a cold day in Washington. And the truthfulness I knew of it. And the truthfulness I knew that Jesus Christ lived. I was thinking of that hymn earlier where it Hymn number 200, I remember the hymn number, I can't remember the exact phrase, but it said something to the extent that Jesus' pain is over, or his suffering is over, I can't recall exactly what it was, but I was thinking there when I was, when I was seeing it, I'm like, really, is it? Because I don't know if it is. Every time we disobey, every time we falter, I believe Jesus suffers. And is sad for us. If we think of Enoch and recall what he saw when he saw the tears of the Lord and said, Why are you crying? And he said, Because the people don't love me. It shatters my soul to think of that. And yet, on this Easter day, to think of how much Jesus loves us. loves us. He sacrificed himself for us. He shed his blood for us. Can we be better? Can we improve? Can I improve? Think of this last week. What did you do for our Savior? 
I bear it in my witness that he loves you and that you can improve and that no matter what you've done, you can be forgiven. The prophet is God's spokesman upon the earth. He truly speaks with our Lord for us. I bear you my witness of that. In the name of Jesus Christ, amen. I'm grateful to be here with you today. I would like to bear my testimony that I know this is the true church. I'm so grateful that as a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, that every day is Easter, that we can be able to witness of our Heavenly Father and Jesus Christ and the love that they have, that we can um, recognize and do our best to declare this to the world. And that we can really understand and rejoice in all that has happened. And maybe we can even eat a little chocolate every day. Um, but I testify that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of the living God. He truly did suffer in the Garden of Gethsemane for us. So that he can understand us. Every pain that we have ever felt any addiction that we have ever had, any uh, sorrow in our hearts that we have ever felt. He's had that. So that he may understand us and he may stand before us to the Father and intercede in our behalf. I know that this is the true church because I knelt down and I asked my Heavenly Father for this truth. And I testify to you that I received an answer. I didn't see him I didn't hear his voice, but deep down inside I felt the peace and warmth that comes from the Holy Ghost. And I know that he answers our prayers. And if you don't know, now is the time to find out. I know that we have a prophet on the earth today. His name is Thomas S. Monson. And he leads and guides the church on behalf of Heavenly Father. I know this to be true. I know that Jesus Christ truly saw a Heavenly Father, I'm sorry, I know that Joseph Smith truly saw a Heavenly Father and Jesus Christ in that sacred grove. That as he prayed, they appeared before him. And he asked them, which of the churches was true? And I testify that this is the true church. I may not have seen them like he did, but I know because I asked Heavenly Father again. I testify that the Book of Mormon is true, that it contains the fullness of the Gospel, that as we read and understand the words that are in it, we may return to our Heavenly Father again, so that we may be together as an eternal family. And I say these things in the name of Jesus Christ, amen. Today, 
and I needed to share it with you. She finally talked to her sons, my two grandsons, and asked them if they knew what Easter was about, other than Easter bunnies and chocolate eggs. And they said no. And so she told them that Jesus died for us and was resurrected. And so my my youngest grandson looked at her and and said, Well, where did the Easter bunny come from then? And he thought about it for a minute and he goes, oh, I get it now. We needed something to be happy about, so we had a little furry bunny show up. And I thought to myself, I have a lot of work to do. I'm happy because Jesus died for us and atoned for our sins and then was resurrected. It's not a sad thing. I am so thankful and so full of rejoicing for this day. So I, I don't need the furry bunny or the chocolate eggs. And someday I'm hoping my young grandson won't need those either to be happy for this day. So talk to your young children. Make sure they understand. And I also have to make sure my daughter understands. Um, because obviously she discussed it as a, as a time of sadness, when actually it's a time to rejoice. So I just wanted to say to you today that I am so thankful for this day. I'm so thankful for this beautiful, sunshiny Easter Sunday. I'm so thankful for our Lord and His, His Son, the atonement that He suffered and sacrificed for us, and in His resurrection, to let us know that there is hope. I say these things in the name of Jesus Christ. and sisters and happy Easter. I'm so grateful to be here on this beautiful Easter Sunday. I know that the church is true. I know that we truly do have the God in heaven who loves each and every one of us. That Jesus Christ is his only begotten Son. That he said it here to be our Lord and Savior, but truly he did die for each and every one of us. And Paid with all those things before even the we were born. But I don't understand how it works, only that it does work. And I'm so grateful for him. I'm grateful that Joseph Smith was sent to restore the church in these latter days. That we have the opportunity to come here each week and partake of the sacrament and always remember it. Not just once a year on the anniversary of his death, but every single Sunday. I'm grateful for that. And it seems like since we are celebrating Easter every Sunday, that it's kind of hard to get in the mood of Easter at all. once a year when everyone else is celebrating. So I don't know. For me, it's a little bit hard because Tax season's not over yet. Easter came early. And yesterday, uh, my husband was looking through the channels on TV complaining that they don't show any Easter programs anymore. How come no one's religious? What, what happened to this world? And then um, on Channel 2, we discovered that they were showing the Ten Commandments. And I go, yes, an Easter program. What? Easter? Well, Passover's in there. And it 
was during the week of Passover that uh, the Easter story took place. On Sunday, Jesus came into town and came to Jerusalem. And last supper, he celebrated the Passover with the disciples. And then after that, uh, he suffered in the Garden of Gethsemane. And then he suffered on the cross. And and finally, the next Sunday, he was resurrected. And because he was resurrected, we'll all be resurrected. Of course, the movie didn't cover all that. It only covered uh, the events that led up to Moses being the deliverer and celebrating the Passover. But Moses is sort of a, a symbol of what was to come. He was a, a savior for the Hebrew people then. You know, Jesus is a Christ, our Messiah, is a savior for all of us today. And we don't have to let the law of Moses like people did in the past because the law has been fulfilled and we live the new law. And we have something to be happy about.
be white, made white as snow, and that you could take the path all the way to the temple and take the covenants and the oaths and the promises that will put you at his doorstep. And I can testify to you that it's easy to love the gospel. It becomes hard when you're not paying attention. And I say this in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. sister and his father. And I said, well, you know the resurrection is true, so isn't that a comfort to you? And he said, I don't know what you're talking about. And we went on to discuss the resurrection. It amazed me, him being Christian, not understanding to me what I understood to be a simple doctrine. Um, but brothers and sisters, our church has more revealed doctrine about resurrection, resurrection than any church on the face of the earth. Yet it's a common doctrine that many people profess. Um, I testify that it's the most glorious message, as the scriptures say, to all mankind, and that we should continue to use it in our missionary efforts and bring up the resurrection. It's a wonderful, glorious message, and I believe as we do so, we'll have great opportunities to teach the gospel and bring, bring people to Christ, in the name of Jesus Christ, amen. amen. Hello, my name is Eric Kulik. Uh, I grew up in the church um, on Long Island. I knew probably every Mormon for, I don't know, a 40 square mile radius maybe or something. It was maybe a little bit less than that, but it was what it felt like. I grew up the only member uh, in the second biggest school district on Long Island, which has millions of people in Long Island. Suffolk County is actually a fairly low populated area, but um, I recently just walked from Portland over through Oregon City down to Kaiser uh, on Palm Sunday in honor of uh, one of my favorite biblical role models, and I, I 
I honestly, uh, I don't know anymore if that man is my savior or not. Um, I do know that his example was a fine one, at least the one that I was told about, the one that I read about ever since I was a child. Um, I got to actually really enjoy that book a lot. I had a college reading level at seven years old, and I really loved the scriptures a lot because it meant a lot to me. I remember having these dreams where, you know, spirits were coming at me or something as a little uh, five-year-old. <laughs> I, told, I was told to think about the Savior. I just love the idea of equal love. Proceeding was a recording of one of my experiences while cross-dressing to religious meeting houses. If you like what you heard, feel free to give whatever you can at http colon forward slash forward slash e Amazon Michael k-u-l-i-c-k dot wordpress dot com forward slash about thanks for listening maybe i'll see you at church